0: Welcome to Nox Bedtime Stories. I'm your friend Joey, here with another episode to help you relax, feel safe, and fall asleep. It is 10pm here, and I hope you're all feeling well and had a great day. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to the Nox family. I hope I'm able to bring you some calm, comfort, and a good night's sleep. Right now, nothing exists except you, me, this beautiful fireplace, and the warm safe bed, couch, or floor you're laying on. Please take care of your mental health, take a calming walk, avoid the news and social media, and try to stay around positive people. Tonight, I had to make some big changes, including the story content. I had the most bizarre thing happen to me a few days ago. I went outside to shovel snow because it's been snowing a lot lately here in Philadelphia. I was outside for maybe 45 minutes. I came back into my room and my desktop computer is smashed upside down five feet from my desk. There's nobody in the apartment so it kind of spooked me because computers just don't take five foot jumps across the room. So my desktop is completely screwed, um, my external hard drive is broken, um, I lost a lot of my backup stuff, and the computer is only registering 4 gigabytes of RAM rather than 16 so I can't use it for anything, especially recording and editing. I do have this backup laptop I'm using now, and I lost two full episodes, including the one that was supposed to be used tonight. This collection of poems was actually going to be put on Patreon. So, I've got to do my best with the laptop I have here, which isn't great, and retrieve a lot of the music and stuff I use, some of which is stored online. I apologize if I don't sound super chipper, I'm quite upset over this considering, you know, computers don't grow on trees. So, this isn't the first episode I've done of Edgar Allan Poe on here. I did The Raven and some other poems on an episode a while back. These poems here are from later in Poe's life, including one of his most famous poems, Annabelle Lee, which was actually his last poem. I would like to thank those who have given the podcast five-star reviews on iTunes, which has more than 130 now. Please keep those coming. I would also like to thank my patrons for their support. If you would like to become a patron of the podcast, or buy me a new computer, haha, you can go to knoxbedtimestories.com and click on the Join Patreon link, or Patreon.com forward slash Stories. Now for tonight's good news story, which is actually some pretty cool science. A graduate student in physics is creating the most effective face mask, the N95, with little more than the wave of his hand. Using a cotton candy machine, Mahesh Bandi of Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology Graduate University can create face masks more cheaply and faster than any other currently utilized industrial process. That's because the unique but expensive electrocharged plastic foam filters that characterize an N95 can actually be made by taking lumps of regular plastic from objects like water bottles and shopping bags, heating them to high temperature, and spinning them in a cotton candy machine until they form a mesh. The mesh becomes electrically charged the key aspect that allows them to filter 95% of particles while it's spinning around the metal drum of the machine the mesh becomes electrically charged the key aspect that allows them to filter 95% of the particles while it's spinning around the metal drum of the machine and can be made more electro sticky after bandy cuts the mesh into squares and places them on the vent of an air ionizer. Microscopic analysis and comparisons with certified N95 masks show Bandy's filters are as effective as stopping foreign particles, including SARS-CoV-2 viruses, from being inhaled. That's pretty cool. Alright, let's get to tonight's poems, starting with Annabelle Lee, set to sleep-inducing music and this beautiful fireplace. If you're not already laying down, please do so in whatever way is comfortable. And let's begin. Annabelle Lee It was many and many a year ago, in a kingdom by the sea, that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the name of Annabelle Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. I was a child and she was a child in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabel Lee, with a love that the winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that long ago in this kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud chilling my beautiful Annabel Lee, so that her high-born kinsman came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sepulcher in this kingdom by the sea. The angels not half so happy in heaven went envying her and me. Yes, that was the reason, as all men know, in this kingdom by the sea. That the wind came out of the cloud by night, Chilling and killing my Annabel Lee. But our love it was stronger by far than the love Of those who were older than we, Of many far wiser than we, And neither the angels in heaven above, Nor the demons down under the sea, Can ever dissever my soul from the soul Of the beautiful Annabel Lee. For the moon never beams without bringing me dreams of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And the stars never rise, but I see the bright eyes of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And so all the night tide I lie down by the side of my darling, my darling, my life and my bride, in her sepulture there by the sea, in her tomb by the side of the sea the bells I hear the sledges with the bells silver bells what a world of merriment their melody foretells how they tinkle 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 in their icy air of night while the stars that oversprinkle sprinkle all the heavens seem to twinkle with a crystalline delight keeping time 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 in a sort of runic rhyme to the tint and tabulation that so musically wells. From the bells, 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 bells. From the jingling and the tinkling of the bells. Hear the mellow wedding bells, golden bells. What a world of happiness their harmony foretells. Through the balmy air of night, and they ring out their delight. From the molten golden notes, and all in tune, What a liquid ditty floats, To the turtle dove that listens, While she gloats on the moon. Oh, from out the sounding cells, What a gush of euphony voluminously wells, How it swells, how it dwells, On the future how it tells, Of the rapture that impels, to the swinging and the ringing of the bells, bells, bells. Of the bells, bells, bells. Bells, bells, bells. bells. To the rhyming and the chiming of the bells. Hear the loud alarum bells, brazen bells. What a tale of terror now their turbulency tells. In the startled ear of night, how they scream out their affright. Too much horrified to speak They can only shriek out of tune In a clamorous appealing to the mercy of the fire In a mad expostulation with the deaf and frantic fire Leaping higher, higher, higher With a desperate desire In a resolute endeavor Now to sit or never By the side of the pale-faced moon Oh, the bells, 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 what a tale their terror tells of despair. How they clang and clash and roar, what a horror they outpour on the bosom of the palpitating air. Yet the ear it fully knows, by the twanging and the clanging, how the danger ebbs and flows. Yet the ear distinctly tells, in the jangling and the wrangling, how the danger sinks and swells, By the sinking or the swelling in the anger of the bells, Of the bells, of the bells, 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 In the clamor and the clangor of the bells, Hear the tolling of the bells, iron bells. What a world of solemn thought their monotony compels. In the silence of the night, how we shiver with affright At the melancholy menace of their tone For every sound that floats from the rust within their throats is a groan And the people, ah the people, they that dwell up in the steeple All alone and who tolling, tolling, tolling In the muffled monotone, feel a glory in so rolling On the human heart a stone. They are neither man nor woman. They are neither brute nor human. They are ghouls, and their king it is who tolls. And he rolls, 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 rolls. A pain from the bells, with his merry bosom swells. With the pain of the bells, and he dances and he yells. Keeping time, time, time. In a sort of runic rhyme. To the pain of the bells. Of the bells. Keeping time time time. In a sort of runic rhyme. To the throbbing of the bells. Of the bells bells bells. To the sobbing of the bells. Keeping time time time. As he knells knells knells. In a happy runic rhyme. To the rolling of the bells, of the bells, bells, bells. To the tolling of the bells, of the bells, 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 bells. bells to the moaning and the groaning of the bells. Eulaloom. The skies they were ashen and sober, the leaves they were crisped and sere, The leaves they were withering and sere. It was night in the lonesome October of my most immemorial year. It was hard by the dim lake of Auber, in the misty mid-region of Weir. It was down by the dank tarn of Auber, in the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir. Here once though, on alley Titanic of Cyprus, I roamed with my soul. Of Cyprus with Psyche, my soul. These were the days when my heart was volcanic, as the Soriac rivers that roll, as the lavas that restlessly roll, their sulfurous currents down Yennec, in the ultimate climbs of the pole, that groan as they roll down Mount Yennec, in the realms of the boreal pole. Our talk had been serious and sober, but our thoughts, they were palsied and sere. Our memories were treacherous and sere. for we knew not the month was October, and we marked not the night of the year. Ah, night of all nights in the year, we noted not the dim lake of Auber, though once we had journeyed down here. Remember not the dank tarn of auburn, nor the ghoul-haunted woodland of weir. And now as the night was senescent, and the star-dials pointed to morn, as the sun-dials hinted of morn, at the end of our path the vlick was sent, and the nebulous luster was born, out of which a miraculous crescent arose with a duplicate horn starts the bediamond crescent distinct with its duplicate form. And I said she is warmer than Diane. She rolls through on either of size. she revels in a region of size. She has seen that the tears are not dry on these cheeks where the worm never dies. And as come past the stars of the lion, to point us the path to the skies, to the lethean peace of the skies. Come up in despite of the lion, to shine in us with her bright eyes. Come up through the lair of the lion, with love in her luminous eyes. But Psyche, uplifting her finger, said, Sadly, the star I mistrust. Her pallor I strangely mistrust, O hasten, O let us not linger, O fly, let us fly, for we must. In terror she spoke, letting sink her wings, Till they trailed in the dust, in agony sobbed, Letting sink her plumes, till they trailed in the dust, Till they sorrowfully trailed in the dust. I replied this is nothing but dreaming, let us on by this tremulous light, let us bathe in the crystalline light, its sybilic splendor is beaming with hope, and in beauty tonight, see it flickers up the sky through the night, ah we safely may trust to its gleaming, and be sure it will lead us aright. We safely may trust to a gleaming That cannot but guide us aright Since it flickers up to heaven through the night Thus I pacified Psyche and kissed her And tempted her out of her gloom And conquered her scruples in gloom And we passed to the end of a vista But were stopped by the door of a tomb by the door of a legended tomb, And I said, What is written, sweet sister, On the door of this legended tomb? She replied, Ulalume, Ulalume, the vault of thy lost Eulaloom." Then my heart it grew ashen and sober, As the leaves that were crisp and sear, As the leaves that were withering and sear, And I cried it was surely October On this very night of last year That I journeyed I journeyed down here That I brought a dread burden down here On this night of all nights in the year Ah what demon has tempted me here Well I know now this dim lake of auburn This misty mid-region of weir Well, I know now this dank tarn of auburn, this ghoul-haunted woodland of weir. For Annie, thank heaven the crisis, the danger is past, and the lingering illness is over at last, and the fever called living is conquered at last. Sadly, I know I am shorn of my strength, and though muscle I move as I lie at full strength. But no matter I feel, I am better at length. And I rest so composedly now in my bed, That my beholder might fancy me dead, Might start at beholding me thinking me dead. The bemoaning and groaning, and sighing and sobbing, Are quieted now, with the horrible throbbing at heart, Ah, that horrible, horrible throbbing, The sickness, the nausea, the pitiless pain Have ceased with the fever that maddened my brain With the fever called living that burned in my brain And oh, of all tortures that torture the worst Has abated the terrible torture of thirst For the naphthalene river of passion accursed I have drank of a water that quenches all thirst Of a water that flows with a lullaby sound, From a spring a very few feet underground, From a cavern not very far down underground, And ah, let it never be foolishly said, That my room it is gloomy and narrow my bed, For man never slept in a different bed, And to sleep you must slumber in just such a bed. My tantalized spirit here blandly reposes, Forgetting or never regretting its roses, Its old agitations of myrtles and roses. For now, while so quietly, Lying it fancies a holier odor about it, Of pansies a rosemary odor, Commingled with pansies with rue and the beautiful Puritan pansies. And so it lies happily bathing in many a dream of the truth and the beauty of Annie. Drowned in a bath of the tresses of Annie, she tenderly kissed me, she fondly caressed, and then I felt gently to sleep on her breast, deeply to sleep from the heaven of her breast. When the light was extinguished she covered me warm, AND SHE PRAYED TO THE ANGELS TO KEEP ME FROM HARM, TO THE QUEEN OF THE ANGELS TO SHIELD ME FROM HARM. AND I LIE SO COMPOSEDLY NOW IN MY BED, KNOWING HER LOVE, THAT YOU FANCY ME DEAD. AND I REST SO CONTENTEDLY NOW IN MY BED, WITH HER LOVE AT MY BREAST, THAT YOU FANCY ME DEAD, THAT YOU SHUDDER TO LOOK AT ME, THINKING ME DEAD. But my heart it is brighter Than all of the many stars in the sky For it sparkles with Annie It glows with the light Of the love of my Annie With the thought of the light Of the eyes of my Annie The Sleeper At midnight in the month of June I stand beneath the mystic moon An opiate vapor dewy dim exhales from out her golden rim and softly dripping drop by drop upon the quiet mountaintop steals drowsily and musically into the universal valley the rosemary nods upon the grave the lily lolls upon the wave wrapping the fog about its breast the ruin molders into rest Looking like Leth, see the lake. A conscious slumber seems to take. And would not for the world awake. All beauty sleeps and low where lies. Her casement open to the skies. Irene with her destinies. O oh, Lady Bright, can it be right? This window open to the night. The wanton airs from the treetop laughingly through the lattice drop the bodiless airs a wizard rout, flit through thy chamber in and out and wave the curtain canopy so fitfully so fearfully above the closed and fringed lid neath which thy slumbering soul lies hid that o'er the floor and down the wall like ghosts the shadows rise and fall. O lady dear, hast thou no fear? Why and what art thou dreaming here? Sure thou art come o'er far off seas, A wonder to these garden trees. Strange is thy pallor, strange thy dress, Strange above all thy length of tress and this all solemn, silent less. The lady sleeps, O may her sleep, which is enduring, so be deep. Heaven have her its sacred keep, this chamber changed for one more holy, this bed for one more melancholy. I pray to God that she may lie, forever with unopened eye. While the dim sheeted ghosts go by My love she sleeps, O may her sleep As it is lasting so be deep Soft may the worms about her creep Far in the forest dim and old For her may some tall vault unfold Some vault that oft hath flung its black And winged panels fluttering back Triumphant o'er the crested palls Of her grand family funerals. Some sepulture remote alone Against whose portal she hath thrown In childhood many an idle stone. Some tomb from out whose sounding door She never shall force an echo more. Thrilling to think, poor child of sin, It was the dead who groaned within. Bridal Ballad The ring is on my hand, and the wreath is on my brow. Satins and jewels grand are all at my command, And I am happy now. And my lord he loves me well, but when first he breathed his vow, I felt my bosom swell, for the words rang as a knell. And the voice seemed his who fell in the battle down the dell, and who is happy now. But he spoke to reassure me, and he kissed my pallid brow, while a reverie came over me, and to the churchyard bore me, and I sighed to him before me, thinking him dead, Delamore. Oh, I am happy now. And thus the words were spoken and thus the plighted vow, and though my faith be broken, and though my heart be broken, behold the golden keys that proves me happy now. Would to God I could awaken, for I dream I know not how, and my soul is sorely shaken, lest an evil step be taken, lest the dead who is forsaken may not be happy now. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the podcast and it helps you sleep and brightens your day, please consider becoming a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month at knoxbedtimestories.com and click on the Patreon link or Patreon.com forward slash NoxBedtimeStories. There are various rewards and it ensures that the show will be here every Monday for a long time to come. I wish you all a good night's sleep and a happy peaceful life. Good night.